Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Z Jam down by the seaside. Beckham Z Jam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Run. Mick Wicked on the inside. Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside. And Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Mel Marr looking for the line. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity takes it at the very end. All bets off. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity. And Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head to the wire fire your guns. Official, official podcast of the sport of harness racing. Post time with Mike and Mike, with co-hosts Mike Carter. And it's bus nine thirty-six. And bus nine thirty-six on the wings of an angel. And Mike Bozich. Outside heaven rocks, but the clock's running out. Filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry. That dial. It's another rendition of Hoops Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA live from the USTA studios here in Ohio. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, I tell you what, one thing to note that open won't be the open for long, my friend. It's the time of year where that thing changes, and uh, it's the Post Time with Mike and Mike award nomination show here this, this morning. And this is one of the funnest shows that we do, Mike, because we get a chance to announce some of the great nominees that uh, have been nominated to win a Post Time with Mike and Mike Award. And, Mike, this is the fourth annual uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards coming up. And, you know, this is – it's unbelievable how, what it's bloomed into. Yeah, for sure. It, it has really taken off. Uh, we were we received uh, many entries for each category. You know, mind you, we have seven categories. I think we got probably about t- between twelve and fifteen in each category. It was yeah. a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, fan voted thing, and we certainly appreciate everybody who took the time out to uh, nominate their favorite horse, their favorite driver, um, any of that sort. We uh, we certainly appreciate it. That's right, and we have a panel of five that went through all the nominations. And first of all, anybody that de- that got nominated, and, and even anybody that didn't get nominated, we this is just kind of our way of saying thank you for the job that you do to promote the sport of harness racing, whether you be a horseman, horsewoman, uh, announcer, whatever the case may be. We certainly appreciate all the efforts in positively promoting the sport of harness racing. And uh, anyway, we have a, a panel of five kind of spread out across the harness racing uh, media universe, uh, you know, their names will be changed to protect the innocent. And, uh, 
And they whittled it down based on a point system of all the nominees. And that's how, you know, we decide who makes the cuts. And we basically try to have five in every category. And Mike, if there are more than five, which that will be the case in some categories, that just basically means that they were tied in points for that fifth spot. So we included them. Yeah, w- what we did was we narr- you know we asked everybody to narrow it down one through five, and then I went back through last year's stuff and went, oh man, we had six at every category. So we went through the top six at each category, uh, with the exception of Innovator of the Year. We'll get to that. Uh, entrance in it, and uh, I'll tell you what, what a highly contested nomination battle that was as well. We have got some real horse races this year, and as a matter of fact, when it's all said and done, and I'll let you announce this, Mike, when you're good and ready, because uh, this is kind of your brainchild, but uh, there's a good chance that we may even do some sort of contest to pick the winners of the seven categories, because I'll tell you what, if you could pick the winners of the seven categories, you are one good (laughs) handicapper. I will tell you that, because we have got, and, and we just saw these right before the show, We've got some real horse races, Mike. It is going to be very, very exciting, and I expect some very, very, uh, some very close horse races, so to speak, in these categories before it's all said and done. Yeah, we're going to do a uh, contest. We're actually giving everybody plaques this year for the first time. Uh, we've upgraded our stock, Mike. We've upgraded mm-hmm. a little bit, and uh, we moved up to plaques. But uh, we're going to give away a plaque to the w- one person who can pick all seven winners. Um, you can enter via our website, www.posttimewithmikeandmike.com, find the contact us link and you can, uh, you can vote, uh, excuse me, you can send in who you think will win all seven categories. And if you, if you hit all seven, we'll send you a plaque out as well. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things, Mike, where, uh, you know, we want to have some fun with it. We want to draw some things in, but this is basically Mike, one of the only fan rated award shows around and we want to make it fun for everybody. That's right, and we are each and every one of you once the voting will start, which is going to be right at the end of this program, to vote once. And actually, you have no choice but to vote once because uh, we've got a very we've got a very strong fail proof system, don't we, Mike? Yeah, the the first couple of years uh, it required some uh, assistance from outside. Now we've got it down to a system, and uh, you can only vote one time. Um, if you forget, if you hit submit and forget to vote for a category, tough luck. Uh, you know, there, there's no going back once you hit submit. So please make sure that, uh, once you, uh, hit the submit button that, uh, all of your, um, all of your selections are in and Mike, I tell you what, we want to get things, uh, how about we get things kicked off? All right, let's do it. And real quick before, and and before we do, uh, and we're going to basically how this is going to work is we're going to announce nominees for different categories. We're going to kind of spread them throughout the show because we do have three very good guests, by the way, coming on the program today. We're going to talk to Andrew Harris about Jimmy Freight. They've got the progress pace tonight at Dover, so we'll delve into that. Plus, we're going to talk to Aaron Merriman. I, good grief, man, this guy's setting records every day. It seems like (laughs) there's just another one on the USDA today set some other kind of record. So we're going to have to get the record straight on exactly how many records he has set over the past week. Plus, we're going to talk to our man, Pete Methurst. They've got the Potomac Pace coming up at Rosecroft on Sunday. That's going to be a fun race. It always is since its inception. So we'll uh, talk to Pete Methurst about that. Uh, And then we're going to announce the nominees for different categories throughout the course of the day. And uh, once again, you'll be able to vote on our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. And uh, that'll be right after the show. And uh, good grief! I think I think that's it, Mike. I think we 
you want to start announcing them? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we're going to kick things off with the 2018 Iron Horse of the Year. This was a category for 13 and 14 year old horses that had, um, I believe, at least 20 starts. Uh, this year, Mike, uh, they had to have a certain amount of starts and foiled again was not eligible for this award um, because the award is named after him. We actually have a special award that we will be giving him um, not this coming Sunday, the following Sunday uh, out at Harris, Philadelphia, but we won't give uh, too many of those uh, details away. But the foiled again, Iron Horse of the Year um, nominees are as follows. We're going to kick things off with Montreal Phil, Mike. Uh, his damn matter of style was profiled in Trot Magazine this summer uh, because her last foal was racing well in the Ontario Sire Stakes, and her first foal was uh, on a winning streak at Truro at age 14. Uh, had 15 wins and 21 tries this year, um, and the person who nominated uh, said, "Don't let weak Nova Scotia purse earnings of only $7,544 uh, fool you." Breeder Tony. Infilize uh, was impressed with Montreal Phil, who's still going on strong. So Montreal Phil, the first nominee of the Iron Horse of the Year. East Brick to KJ, Mike. This is a horse you know uh, for the Nick Zurich Stable uh, as a 14-year-old that began racing overseas in 2007. Uh, he didn't have the best of racing luck, but since coming to the United States, has made just over $400,000 in his career. <clears throat> Excuse me. Since coming to the United States. He has made just over $400,000 with over $680,000 in 281 career starts. Uh, 14-year-old Victory Peanut was nominated as well. Uh, is probably owned by the Leon family. Uh, he has over $180,000 in lifetime earnings, 39 lifetime wins. Uh, he's become a fan favorite at Leamington, Leamington Raceway in Canada, and after he retires, he will stay at the Leon Farm. For his retirement victories, Peanut has 39 wins and 286 career starts with over $160,000 in career earnings. And in 2018, has four wins in 35 starts. Quicksilver Candy Mike uh, was a Post Time with Mike and Mike Award nominee last year. Uh, she began her winning ways by capturing a matinee race um, in the Cradle of the Trotter at the Goshen Historic Track in Goshen, New York. Quicksilver Candier successfully raced against open mares at Pocono and Yonkers. She has won 77 lifetime starts and upwards of $737,000. In the blink of an eye is a 13-year-old standard bred pacer. This horse has been uh, through a lot of stables, and no one's had a bad word uh, to say about him. Currently, Megan Roberts has the pleasure of owning him. Um, and uh, she says that she has, this is, this horse has the most heart she's ever seen. Always gives 110% even uh, with having metal in his knees and arthritis. He still loves his job. He's a character in the barn and always is the first one to greet you. In the blink of an eye, 43 victories and 168 career starts. 2018 is three wins and 19 starts with just under $20,000 bankrolled. And Michael Horse, we got to see at Shenandoah Downs, be blissful. Uh, took on one of the toughest tests he's ever taken on when he faced 
foiled again at Shenandoah Downs in Virginia. Uh, he's throughout his lengthy career, he has uh, raced at some of racing's top tracks. And while he's never been a major producer of money earned, he's always been a very consistent horse. His 60 wins in just under 300 starts, 299 starts. So those are the nominees for the 2018 Iron Horse of the Year, Montreal Phil, Esprit de Cadre, Victories Peanut, Quicksilver Candy in the Blink of an Eye, and Be Blissful for the 2018 Iron Horse of the Year. That's right, and once again, that uh, it's named after Foiled Again because we view Foiled Again as the ultimate iron horse. And uh, don't worry, he'll have plenty of hardware before it's all said and done. So, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, congratulations to the six nominees for the uh, 2018 Iron Horse of the Year. Now we're going to announce the nominees for the 2018 Ted Barkus Race Fan of the Year. And uh, it's our very first winner, Mike Albert Nash. I won the inaugural post time with Mike and Mike Race Fan of the Year in 2015. Al spends his time congratulating participants on their victories via Facebook and always carries a positive attitude. And you don't have to look far, Mike, to find Albert Nash on social media congratulating someone pretty much on a daily basis. Cole Colton Hay can be seen at the racetrack with mom trainer and driver Emily Hay. Colton is a favorite of many of the drivers, and they have given him many whips and driving goggles as souvenirs. He, is, uh, he has his own helmet and set of colors that match his favorite driver, Josh Sutton. So Colton Hay has made it. Terry Wilson, a longtime guest handicapper at the raceway. Terry loves chasing after long shots and is hit on more of them than any handicapper at the raceway. He is a fan of the sport and very knowledgeable in his handicapping skills. And Mike, when we handicapped Western Fair last year, and we were uh, putting the picks on our website on our handicappers corner, it just seemed that Terry Wilson was picking long shot after long shot. I said, you know, I'm just going to pick what Terry picks. Hell with it. Adriano Sorella, the owner of champion three-year-old Jimmy Freight. Sorella spends his time on Facebook promoting the sport of harness racing and encouraging those who are entering the sport. So Adriano's made it. Pedro Baez, who tirelessly promotes the game in a positive manner via Twitter. Baez is a harness horse player and owner who recently got involved with fractional ownership. He's from Jersey City, New Jersey. And Nathan Bain, an up-and-coming harness racing fan who has a strong passion for announcing races. Bain is currently attending Bell River High School in Canada and has shown his passion for calling races by announcing Grand River Raceway and Pompano Park. He also does selections at a pregame show for Leamington Raceway. He announced his first race at Leamington Raceway back in 2014. We talk about young blood, Mike. Uh, Nathan Bain certainly fits that mold. The, once again, the nominees for the 2018 Ted Marcus Race Fan of the Year, Albert Nash, Colton Hay, Terry Wilson, Adriano Sorello, Pedro Baez, and Nathan Bain. Congratulations. Once again, as soon as this show is over, you can go to our website, postimewithmikeandmike.com to vote. Mike, good stuff. Boy, I, this is my favorite show of the year, i got to tell you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and uh, you know, my, fo- my I had to put my phone in my pocket. It is going off like crazy. With who is uh, obviously some of their favorites uh, being nominated as well. That's right. So once again, congratulations to the nominees. Once again, we still have a lot of nominees to announce. We're going to do that throughout the course of the show. We also have guests today. We are going to talk uh, about some harness racing. Andrew Harris is going to be joining us here in just a moment. We're going to talk about Jimmy Freight and the progress pace tonight, plus Pete Medhurst and Aaron Merriman at the top of the hour. But, Mike, real quick before we get to a commercial break, a uh, little bit of a downer. Uh, a couple of days ago we heard about the passing of one of the people Mike, that gave you your start in the sport of harness racing. 
Yeah, our man uh, at Shenandoah Downs, Terry Kibler, uh, suddenly passed away on Monday. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, Mike. Uh, you know, we weren't really expecting it. Uh, we know that um, obviously there. You know, he wasn't feeling well on Sunday, and uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, he went home and uh, passed away. And you know, Terry gave me my first career start at Shenandoah Downs. I don't call it a. You know, you don't ever call something at the fair, obviously, a full time job. Uh, but it was my first full time gig at that at the time. Um, it was my first kind of. Uh, you know, kind of my announcer's booth, uh, so to speak, Mike. And, uh, you know, it, it's extremely sad. I still have, uh, still have, uh, a bunch of my, um, I, I still have a bunch of, uh, the voicemails, uh, from Terry on my, uh, on my phone. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things. Uh, it's, uh, it's very unfortunate and, uh, Terry very, very much will be missed. Yeah, you certainly will. So uh, obviously the thoughts and prayers uh, from all of us here post time with Mike and Mike to the family of Terry Kibler. Let's get to a commercial break. When we come back, we're talking Jimmy Freight. We're talking Hat Pants and Progress Pace, and we're going to do so with trainer Andrew Harris, plus more nominees announced. It is the 2018 Awards Nomination Show, and you've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the United States Trotting Association. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain. Rehab. Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Mike Bozich here along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Dr. 
We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, a big race card coming up tonight at uh, Dover Downs, and uh, it is highlighted by the $260,000 Hap Hansen Progress Pace Final for three-year-olds. And right now, we're joined by the trainer of Jimmy Freight, one of the great stories in the sport of harness racing this year, Andrew Harris. Andrew, the tale and saga of Jimmy Freight continues tonight, my friend. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm hoping he keeps steamrolling along. This this has been really a great great story. Here's a horse that, for all intents and purposes, come out of the cornfields of Iowa, and has uh, just had an unbelievable season. And uh, I know owner Adriano Sorella has uh, really made this horse. You know, I, I, he, this horse put it this way: he's kind of got a cult following a little bit on social media. He's really got a great following. You've had the pleasure to train him here in the States. Tell us a little bit for those people that may not know. Give us a little bit of the background of the Jimmy Freight story. Well, actually, a lot of credit's got to go to Adriano. Um, Mark Reynolds had called him. He was a, a six-figure purchase. And if you look at his lines, they bought him out of Iowa. And he was going in fairs in like 2-5. He was going real good last records in those fairs in that 2-5. But, you know, when you pay six figures for a horse, you're expecting to see a whole lot more on paper. And Adriano rolled the dice, and he took a shot, and uh, it paid him back forward many times over that. Yeah, certainly no question about it. Now, what would what would gear somebody towards going to the cornfields of Iowa to buy a racehorse? Because, I mean, let's let's be honest. We've got the big sales here, Harrisburg and, and Lexington Select and the sales in Canada. And, you know, and we've got all the, the yearlings and, and all the breed farms out here. How does one – end up in Iowa to find, to find his next superstar? You know, that a lot of the credit's got to go to Mark Reynolds. He found the horse. Um, but, you know, the other flip side of that is Adriano was doing some babies, and he wasn't having as much luck with the babies, so he wanted to buy one that was ready-made and ready to go into the Ontario Sire Stakes program. Um, at the time when he was buying them, I don't believe he thought he was going to be Grand Circuit. Obviously, you hope for it. But, uh, you know, he wanted to have something that he could watch. You know, he lives right there in uh, Guelph, so he can travel over to Mohawk and watch these things race in the golds and stuff. So that's what he wanted. So he purchased a, a high-priced horse, hoping that he could go to Canada and watch some of these big races over there. And uh, he's just swelled up and gotten better and better with age. And, you know, Richard Moreau's done an amazing job keeping him fresh all year, too. So it's just been a wonderful story and a wonderful horse. What do you think from your training perspective, and, of course, you train him here in the States, from your training perspective, what makes Jimmy Freight special in your opinion? You know, I, I don't think that the trip matters for him. Um, you know, he, he just – he wants to do it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, you can overcome a lot of issues if, if you want to do it. And, you know, some of the times he does too much heavy lifting and it, it catches up with them. But a lot of the time this horse, you know, if they take him off the pace, he's fine. If you want to come first up with him, he's fine. You know, if you put him to the front and you can get a breather somewhere, he's fine. Like he just wants to do it. And he's so good on himself. Like in the barn, he's just a gentleman. He doesn't do a thing wrong out on the track. My daughter could go and jog him. He's perfect. You know, um, and then at the same time, he's got that little bit of a stud attitude to let you know that he's still a boss and an alpha, but he doesn't, he doesn't let that interfere with his work. Visiting with trainer Andrew Harris. Andrew, tonight, the $260,000 Hap Hansen Progress Space Final for, uh, once again, for three-year-olds. You uh, are on the outside post seven along with Dorsadero Hanover. You've been assigned as the morning line favorite, two to one. What are your thoughts coming into this race? Maybe some uh, some of the game plans. I know some people like to tip their hands, some don't. But what do you think about Jimmy coming into this race here tonight? Well, I think he's coming in fresh and ready, so 
you know, I'm not worried about his, his fitness level or uh, his health. Everything checked out fine with him. We pulled the blood. Everything was great on him. Um, you know, I think that with Dosager on the outside helps. The one that scares me a little bit is this is the plan. Um, you know, he's come alive since Burke took over the training. He's done an amazing job with that horse. Um, so that one that one makes me a little bit nervous, more so than Dosager right now. Um, Dosager is a great horse, and I fully respect him, but he does have his work cut out from the eight hole because I don't think Dosager can leave with Jimmy and this is the plan. So I think those two will blast hard. But, uh, you know, whatever happens after that, it's all in Scotty's hands. He's a, he's a great young driver, and he's got a smart head. So he'll figure out what to do after the, after the gate folds. Now, I know Adriano is obviously going to be the big decision maker as far as uh, what's ahead for Jimmy Freight. But can you spread any light on maybe what we could look forward to? You know, I really don't know just yet. I, I know that he's, he's talking in multiple different directions. So um, right now, I don't think that it's set in stone for any direction just yet. Um, I think we'll know more after this race. Um, he's got some talks going on with some people in the breeding world, but then he's also got, you know, the backup of, of racing. He doesn't know what he's doing yet. Um, I don't think that anybody knows yet, and uh, I'm sure that Adriano will fill me in after the race. But uh, as far as that, I'm still I'm still in the dark as much as you are. Andrew, let's talk a little bit about Adriano Sorella. Now, here's a guy that tire, tirelessly promotes the sport of harness racing on social media. Now, on the other side of the token, he's not—he's a guy that will let you know his opinion known. I've seen him in some debates, some he back don't and forth. He's on trainers. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's not afraid to let his opinion know, which which is good, which is obviously good. But you know, listen—he's on social media. He promotes the sport. He'll help anybody that wants to get in the ownership aspect of it. And of course, he is uh, one of the nominees for the post time with Mike and Mike race fan of the year award. And that's primarily what all of us are to some extent race fan, but not only is he an owner, but he's also one of the biggest fans of the sport that you're ever going to want to meet. Can, can he count on your vote for a race fan of the year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a great guy and he does, he does so much for harness racing, you know, and I mean, not everything I agree with what he says, um, you know, but he's, uh, he's a voice out there and he likes to be heard and, and he makes his points and you got to respect what he says. Don't always got to agree with it, but you got to respect it when he's, you know, on some of those things. But you know, he puts the horses first. He wants to. He wants to be in it. He wants to have the best horses, and he's willing to spend the money to get the best horses. So you got to respect him for that. Best of luck to you and Jimmy Frey tonight. But Andrew, before we let you go, let's talk just for a brief second about. Trainer Andrew Harris. Now, obviously, Jimmy Freight's not the only horse you have. You do have some other horses. Tell us about what's maybe ahead for uh, your stay uh, for Andrew Harris in the coming months. Um. You know, right now we've got a, a bunch of babies that we're going with. Right now we're going with uh, nine right now, and then there's four more coming in next week. Um, so 13 babies, and, and they're the best bunch of babies that I've ever got to work with so far. So I'm pretty proud to see them guys go on. And then I've got some nice racehorses coming forward. I mean, i got a, a, a mare named Don't Think Twice that I think is the real deal, and um, she's going to get geared up for the matchmaker here, and hopefully she can have a big run next year and have a little bit of fun in the Grand Circuit. Um you know, I don't know if she's sharp in caliber yet, but uh, she's definitely a, a really nice mare, so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see her come along. Good deal. Well, listen, Andrew, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you tonight with Jimmy Freight. Best of luck to you, and we'll uh, check up on you soon, my friend. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, that was Andrew Harris. And, uh, Mike, I think, uh, I think Adriano can count on his vote for race fan of the year. I didn't put him on the spot too much there, did I? 
No, not at all. But if not, he might fire him. So you know, you yeah, better you better right. you better be careful because uh, we're talking uh, we're talking jobs here, my friend. And uh, I, fu- listen, I fully it, did not expect I fully did not expect Andrew to come out and say absolutely not. I'm not voting for Ray Doriano. I'm voting for somebody <laughs> else. But I fully did not expect that. If if that's what was said, then boy, this show would have took, took quite a turn. Oh yeah, it would have taken a different turn. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, you know, listen, they have done a heck of a job with Jimmy Freight. Who knew that somebody from the Iowa cornfields would do such an amazing job? And uh, I tell you what, uh, I'm excited to see the Hat Pants in Progress pace with uh, potential three-year-old Colt Pacer honors on the line, uh, especially for guys like Dorsador Hanover um, and those guys who are in the race. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. And uh, you know, Dover's a tricky track. You know, I mean, it's a five-eighths of a mile track, but I, I think of it more as a half mile, to be quite honest with you. I mean, speed, I think, is really good. But when the speed collapses, it really collapses. So Dover is a, it's a little bit of a, a tricky animal, if you will. But, uh, you know, it, it's funny, Mike, you talk about shows taking turns. And uh, I don't know why this popped in my head, but uh, okay. the Cammy Houghton we, interview we did. Remember that? Oh, I, oh, I remember. All right. Because we that both took quite a turn, didn't we? Yeah, oh, that took a turn. That's for sure. Yes, <laughs> that took a big turn. It turned into the passing lane, big taken out of Yonkers. I remember. Oh, I oh, trust me. Listen, that's going to be the f- number one in our top ten on our year year review show. <laughs> the decision was made on this show to take the passing lane out of Yonkers. How about that? Right. <laughs> All right. Oh, so uh, what do we got? What do we got coming up? We got Aaron Merriman coming up at the top of the hour. Aaron's setting awesome. records left and right. We'll talk about his latest record. And uh, we've got Pete Metaris. We're going to talk some Potomac Pace. But Mike Carter, we have got more award nominations to announce. So uh, we better get the business. And up next on the docket is the small stable of the year. And this is uh, usually, uh, and it will be this year again, uh, sponsored by our good friends at a Hoosier Park which is now Harris Hoosier Park, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. It's a sister company uh, for you, my friend. Uh, so uh, some ex- some exciting stuff there. And, uh, you know, Harris Hoosier Park, uh, they do a fantastic job with their marketing and uh, promotional things. Uh, and who knows, uh, maybe we'll be getting to them uh, later on, but we'll kick things off here uh, with the 2018 Larry Reinheimer Award, st- Small Stable of the Year, presented by Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And uh, Larry Reinheimer was a good friend of the show. He was yep. the first winner of the Small Stable of the Year uh, before his untimely uh, passing back on Hoosier Pacing Derby Night two years ago. But here are the nominees for the 2018 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year kick things off with the go where the money is stable as approximately 10 horses with 20 partners in their stable. Uh, they race primarily at Vernon Downs in upstate New York, where they have had plenty of success. Uh, their partners come out of all, out almost every time and have a great time and they enthusiastically promote the sport of harness racing from the perspective of the little guy it's the go where the money is stable second altmeyer wilder racing is stable a family run operation that focuses on racing at the meadows racetrack and casino uh the stable name uh, comes from the marriage of heather wilder who was altmeyer and mike wilder uh their stable has currently has 13 horses uh, Mike is the second trainer and driver of the stable, while Heather owns several horses within the barn and manages their social media accounts. Uh, Mike, they took in uh, Mr. Bill G, uh, the Pacing for the Cure mascot in 2018, and since has scored his first two victories. 
Somebody who got about a million and a half nominations, I'm going to have to ask Melissa Keith about this one, is uh, the Jeff Lilly Stable. Jeff is a small stable of just a couple of horses. But this year, 2018, Jeff managed a great-granddaughter of Cecily to become the Maritime Three-Year-Old Philly of the Year and the richest maritime bred ever for a single season with earnings of over $100,000. It's been an incredible success story, and Jeff works constantly to promote the industry and attract new owners. Uh, no surprise here, Verlin Yoder, who is known for producing some of racing's best trotters, including a champion natural Herbie. But in 2018, he produced an unbeaten Indiana bred named Woodside Charm. Woodside Charm not only took the Indiana Super Final, but also scored a victory in the 2018 Breeders' Crown and is undefeated in her career. The Scott Bet Stable is a small stable um, who has just under $1 million in earnings with over 100 career training victories. 2018 was a breakout season for them while racing at the Meadows Racetrack and Casino, making just under $500,000 in earnings. And then the Winter Circle Racing Stable is a fractional ownership group that provides the total harness racing experience. Uh, according to their website, from the barn to the paddock to the Winter Circle, the group is started by Charlie Long and Matt Zuccarella, both U.S. Trotting Association and Driving School graduates. Uh, their mission is to introduce uh, as many people as they can to the sport of harness racing. All right, so congratulations to our 2018 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year uh, nominees. Altmeyer Wilder Racing, Go With the Money is Stable, Jeff Lilly Stable, Fernland Yoda, Scott Betts Stable, and Winner's Circle Racing. Aaron Barrowman's in the on-deck circle. We're going to talk uh, about how he just continues to shatter the record books. Plus, uh, Pete Matters is going to be joining us, plus more nominations on this 2018 award nomination show. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farm of New York is proud to introduce Boston Red Rocks Courtly Choice at Mets Hall to the 2019 Stallion lineup. Boston Red Rocks, the two-year-old Colt Pacer of the Year in 2015 and a Breeders' Crown Champion. Courtly Choice of the 2018 Meadowlands Pace and Little Brown Jug winner at Mets Hall on the 2018 Simcoe Stakes and Schweig Memorial and was the runner-up of the 2018 Hambletonian. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback Farm. Com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. 
Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's It's that that easy. easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, also presented by the USTA. Where was my bumper, man? Uh, we, we, no, 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 I had no filler there, uh, but that's all right. We're having, uh, we're having a good time with the Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards nomination show. But uh, speaking of awards, a man who uh, needs absolutely no introduction, following his 1,000th career victory. I keep saying career victory. I don't know why. 1,000th victory, driver Aaron. Merriman. Aaron, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how are we today? Well, listen, you finally got the 1,000th win uh, this season, and, uh, you know, you know, we talk to drivers and trainers about milestones on a con- pretty consistent basis. Is there any pressure uh, leading up to things like this, you know, to kind of get it done and get it over with? Um, you know, I guess, uh, I, I mean, probably not a direct pressure, but yeah, there's probably a, definitely an indirect pressure, you know, you kind of feel on yourself, but like I said, you know, it's it's hard to, but I try to just keep the best attitude and just go race to race. And and I've been doing that. You know, I mean, the more and more I drive, and you know, probably the little older I get, I think it helps. You know, what I mean, with the experience and stuff like that. But um, you know, I I know my thousandth win. You know, is, there was some pressure. You know, and and even the ten thousandth win, I felt like a little pressure. But um, this year's kind of kind of come along like pretty quickly. And like I said, I, I don't really look. So if unless someone's telling me about it, I don't really know. <laughs> One of the things that makes Aaron Merriman amazing is your work ethic and the amount of races that you drive. And you're primarily in between the Meadows and Northfield Park. And uh, just a, that really taxing schedule, which I guess you're kind of an Iron Man. You might win the Iron Horse Award here maybe next year or the year after, but <laughs> with all this, uh, this crazy schedule. But how do you keep that schedule? How do you just keep going and going it in, in? I mean, do you ever get sick of it? I'm not, no, not sick of it. Um, like I said, I've admitted this year I, I'm getting I am getting tired. Like, um, I don't know if it's like physically or mentally or a combination of both. Um, but like I said, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. You know, I, I mean, I'm still a young man in the real world. You know, but uh, no, I don't get tired. I love driving horses. You know. Um, just the, the things I can miss on a daily basis, you know, although I go home every day, um, you know, I mean, wake up every day, you know, I have a 15 year old son. Um, and I'm actually in New Jersey visiting my four year old daughter. So, you know, I try to make time for everything and everybody. I don't get much sleep, but, um, I, I mean, just to drive, you know what I mean? Like I said, people count on me. I mean, to be there, I, they want me to show up and when they list me that they expect me to be there. And, and, um, occasionally I'll miss if there's traffic or something like that, a drive or two, but, I mean, I'm not a person that calls off, and I mean, I guess the winning races is is, is a sickness or an infection. I don't know, but um, 
I mean, like I said, I, I really enjoy the camaraderie that, you, you know, you get to go to the track. I'm not going to work. It feels like to me I'm going to hang out with my friends, you know what I mean, and, and compete, you know. And like I said, the trainers and owners really, really make it, you know, easy on me to, to want to show up and, and, you know, do the best I can. Aaron, let's uh, keep this busy schedule. And, you know, I think a lot of horsemen kind of have this attitude about uh, the um, – the slots at racetracks type thing. And I think a lot of horsemen have this attitude, you know what, we better get it while we can, because, you know, who knows what the situation is going to be five, 10, 15 years down the road. Does that play a role in your schedule as, as it is right now? I mean, it could, but you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get into that. I don't try to think about it. You know, I mean, I was doing this, you know, I didn't really want to train. It just, I mean, you know, truth behold, you know, you got to take chances training and, and you, you know what I mean, to, to, to stay and to win races. So, you know, when it come down to it about 10 years ago and I had to choose, like, I, you know what, I can go start going to the Meadows. And, you know, that Northville didn't have slots, and, you know, I kind of did have to subsidize my income some. So I said, well, you know, maybe I'll try this, you know, go to the Meadows for the time being and, um, you know, a little bit of both. And it's kind of turned into this, you know. And I win races before, um, just not this many because I didn't drive that many, you know. But, I mean, you got Cat Manzi and Tim Tietrich and guys that have driven a lot of races in, in you know, a year. But, you know, I'm doing it a lot. You know what I mean? I guess, you know, year in and year out. I mean, like I said, which makes it tedious. But the slot money, I'm not a negative Nancy. So, I mean, of course, someday it's going to change. But I think the business is actually getting better, it, it, per se, in that way. Um, you know, people are getting – I mean, look at the sales are going up. I think everybody's got to have a positive attitude. And I think just, you know, keep on with, you know, you know your – local politicians and stuff like that. And I think that once they see how many jobs it, you know, produces, and I know the Meadows, they just signed a 10-year contract. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm positive about it, you know. So there's I, – I always think there's greener pasture. You know, I, I just think that's going to – I'm not going to say nothing lasts forever, you know, but I think we're in a good – I think we're in a good position right now to, to flourish. And, you know, hopefully a couple of these other states that had nice racing, like, you know, those, uh, Illinois and Michigan and places like that um, can somehow – you'll get some back because, you know, the more tracks with the more money, it's better for everybody, you know, but, you know, so, so places that flooded, but different. I, like I said, I think that the tracks are doing a great job. The horsemen are doing a great job and the governments are doing a great job. The gambling's going to be there. Might as well have some jobs with it. Absolutely. Aaron, uh, one question real quick before we let you go, ever see yourself out East? You know, I've, I've, I was asked years ago, a couple times that um, even the Yonkers thing, I mean, I, I do. I, I absolutely think I can compete. I drive with those guys when they come around, um, you know. And I got to, you know, you get get on the Facebook every once in a while, which I don't like to even go on there and say, you know, when they want to nominate driver of the year and stuff like that. Well, Aaron doesn't, you know, compete against these guys on an everyday basis, and you know, Aaron does this. Well, I compete with some very, very good drivers every single day. You know what I mean? And they do just as they're just as capable. You know what I mean? To drive a nice horse, like I, I know for for sure, because I drive a lot of horses, that driving a good horse is a lot easier driving a bad horse, you know, and good horses can make even bad drivers or, or make a bad drive look good, but you know what, I'm very, very happy in Ohio, um, like I said, I'm I'm now 40, I've had the opportunity, you know, I mean, oh, you should try, you know, a couple, you know, trainers and owners said, man, let's get out here, you know, give it a shot, and I was kind of stuck back, and I said, you know what, I'm already kind of on a grind, I've got a routine, and, you know, like my son likes it where he's at, and I think I put my family first, and I'm like I said, I'm uh, even though I got to work a little bit harder for it. You know, and my earnings are going up, and I actually don't even pay attention to be honest with you. I just I, I love what I do and where I'm at, 
And if the opportunity to drive a horse, you know, in the Grand Circuit, would, would I have had some opportunities, I drive it and go home. And I'll tell you what, one of the one of the things, one of the reasons I'm an Aaron Merriman fan is you make it fun and you make it lighthearted. And you know what? That's what racing should be. And I think that, uh, you know, that translates over to the fans. And I think the fans see you having fun. And I think it's infectious at times. I mean, some of the great pictures that you've taken with Chris Gooden clowning around all the time. It's 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 really fun to see, man. It really is. Listen, Aaron, we appreciate it, buddy. Congratulations on your milestones and uh, best of luck going forward, man. I'm sure we'll see you in the hey. winter circle about 50,000 more times before. Before it's all over. <laughs> I, I I hope so. Like I said, like I said, I I I have fun because it's a privilege to be able to drive horses for a living, and and I think that we all should take it that way. You know, I mean, when you're on the track, everybody try to win, get off the track, let it go. The race is over with, and like I said, it's it's just it's just pleasure to be in this business, and I I just love it to death. All right, thank you, my friend. Good luck to you. Thank you. All right, that was driver Eric Mayer, but it, uh, you know he is so much fun every time he comes on the show. He's 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 so much fun to watch drive a horse. He's so much fun to watch in the winter circle. He's so much fun to watch how he conducts himself out on that racetrack, and uh, you know he makes it fun. He makes the sport fun, and I think uh, you know sometimes we lose sight of the fact that it should be fun. Yeah, for sure, Mike. It's one of those things where you see all those funny pictures of Aaron and, you know, how much of a goofball he can be. And, you know, that that makes it fun. That makes it interesting. And it's not the same, you know, every single day. All right. Well, listen, our man Pete Medhurst, I think, Mike, we should change up our schedule a little bit. I know we were going to announce a couple of the nominees here before we got to Pete, but, you know, Pete's on kind of a a rough time schedule here, so we got to have him out of here in just a few minutes. So what do you think? You think we should call the Audible and bring our man in? Yeah, why not? Let's bring him in. All right, here's our man Pete Metters joining us. Pete, you've got another big day. It's another edition of the Potomac Pace coming up at Rosecroft Raceway, and that's coming up on Sunday, and you have to be very, very excited for it. Another fantastic field uh, getting set to uh, face starter Moldefout. Well, you know, as you guys know, I mean, you know, having been loyal to Rosecroft Raceway basically since I was – 14 years old uh, as a kid to see our track still open be with ownership like the Maryland Jockey Club behind it uh, and their investment in giving us a, a premier race, something to kind of uh, hang our hat on. Uh, no doubt Sunday uh, and, the, and the first two years have been uh, very exciting times, uh, excited at the quality of the horses and the trainers uh, who have committed uh, to coming here. Uh, each of the years now. I mean, that, that's the thing. Delta winners back for uh, a third consecutive year. But, you know, guys like Ronnie Burke uh, who are willing to send uh, multiple horses, you know, Mark Silva sending Delta winner again, a guy like Jeff Culifer willing to uh, send Endeavor East here uh, to compete a horse that's been uh, very, very sharp uh, during the course uh, of this season. There's no chance five years ago I would have ever told you something like this was possible uh, at our racetrack. And, uh, the fact that it is now a uh, tremendous testament uh, to those behind the scenes working hard to make it happen. Now, Pete, let's talk uh, before we kind of dive into the race a little bit. Let's talk about world champion foiled again. Uh, we've all, the three of us have all, excuse me, Mike and I have both had the opportunity to, uh, to give him a call and you get your first opportunity at it on Sunday. And uh, you know, you know, one thing about it, it, it's, you know, we, we say all the time, we don't plan for things in our race calls. We don't expect things to happen, but this year it's been kind of a different story uh, with uh, foiled again is, you know, you got to kind of sit back and go, okay, you got to know where he he is just about every time uh, during the race. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the, the the big thing, Mike, is is our sport at time does not do as good a job as it could to develop characters. To develop the one thing you look at uh, at pro sports, college sports, they all have characters. They have individual players that you consistently uh, market, consistently talk about. They are the fiber of the game. We have in my opinion, incredible animals who do incredible things each and every time they go out on the racetrack. Are they perfect? No, uh, not every horse clearly goes undefeated, but we have a horse that has done so much um, to, to encompass the, the, the fiber of our sport. He's celebrated everywhere he goes, whether he's been on a fair track in Ohio this year or coming to Rosecroft Raceway for the first time. You say foiled again within our industry, Everybody knows who it is. We've got other great horses uh, every year that develop, and we need to do, in my mind, a better job at developing the character of these horses, allow them uh, to be even bigger stars uh, in our game. We, we had it, uh, so to speak, with Wiggle and Jiggle. It. Unfortunately, injury has robbed us of the continued uh, stardom that a horse like that brought to our sport. But we have so many other horses so many other great owners who invest, trainers who put in the time to develop those animals. And, and I, I, I want us to do a better job so that a couple of, every year we're talking about not only a foiled again, but we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, a horse like a, a Jimmy Freight today in the, in the progress pace. Um, you know, tremendous ownership, tremendous investment uh, w- with Mr. Sorella and Andrew Harris and those guys. You know, we, we need to develop continued horses that, that stay in our game and make names for themselves, and make them the LeBron James of our game. Make them the Aaron Rodgers of our sport. And I think we have some people that do that. Mike and Wendy have done a tremendous job since taking over in their roles at the USTA trying to do that, and we need to continue uh, that kind of momentum so we have more characters like Foiled again uh, as the years go by. Hallelujah. Preach it, my friend. That was a <laughs> dude. You just probably said in two minutes what 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 I've believed my whole time in the sport of harness racing. But very well said, very well put, Pete. Let's get into the field here. We've got uh, pers- personally, I think the most dangerous horse in this race is Western Fame. I think that is the most dangerous horse in this race. You're getting Renee Allard, uh, trainer. Of course, he won this race last year with Keystone Velocity. Um, you know, Endeavor, as you said, is dangerous. I think G's Joe is dangerous. I think they're all dangerous, quite honestly. Filibuster Hanover's record speaks for himself. This is a really, really good race. What do you expect to happen here? What do you think? How do you think this thing's going to unfold? And where can we make some money from a gambling point of view? You know, quite honestly, I think you're you're spot on about the Renee Allard point. First time Allard with Western fame is going to be uh, going to be very, very interesting. Um, you know. As I see this race shaping up, I know people are going to go, look, Delta winners got the rail with Dave Miller, yada, yada. But if you look at the rail at Rosecroft, it's not the place to be. It's by far not the place to be. Dave's going to have to hustle him away from the pylons to keep him uh, in a solid position. And we know he can do that. Came off a great effort in the TBG final of finishing second there. So the horse is obviously in terrific form, but the rail can get you buried at Rosecroft. Uh, with the bank turns, that great start, that first quarter is just lightning quick, um, you know, here at Rosecroft. And, and with our surface, it's going to even pick up horses, I think, even more. Uh, the, the key to me, you know, quite frankly, is, is how hard do people bet first time a large? 
because if you're looking for value, I think you may find some with Delta Winner and even a filibuster Hanover. I'm, I'm, I got to be honest with you. I am eager to see the local horse rock and roll jet with tremendous cover. He is a unbelievable horse off the back uh, of other horses and, and to see him and Kim Vincent and former Rosecroft driver, longtime driver, buddy bright have a shot here in this big money race. I, I'd love to see him with some live cover because you know, what he does in the final quarter of every mile of Rosecroft is usually breathtaking. And you can't be in better form than he is right now. He's won five of the last six opens, and that's been almost unheard of uh, with the consistent group that we have had over the past couple of years uh, here at Rosecroft. And uh, super happy for a longtime local guy like Kim Vincent to get to drive uh, in this race uh, with all these other great horses. Because I think with live cover, I think he certainly could add some values to your uh, trifectas and superfectas, because even last week he was nine to two, which was staggering to me. Even though he was saddled with the outside post uh, for having the highest money earned, uh, options or a dream came over from Dover, and, and folks bet him down pretty good for Ross Wolfenden. But Rock and Roll Jet, when all was said and done, came flying down the stretch again, as he often does, and uh, made uh, betters uh, a, a lot of money. The great thing about it is, is Mike, is I think it's a, a pretty even field. So I think the odds are going to reflect that. And I think there's going to be some terrific uh, value, especially uh, in the trifecta and superfecta pools. All right, Pete Matters. Well, Pete, listen, we know you're on a tight schedule, so we're going to go ahead and let you run, but we are looking forward to the big day coming up Sunday night at Rosecroft, $100,000 Potomac Pace, and I know you guys got some great things planned over there. We're going to have some uh, – it's just going to be a great, great time. You got foiled to get in there. Pete, I want you to enjoy yourself, my man, as, as a race caller, because I know it's a, it's a big thing for you, and, and you're truly one of the very best in the business, my friend, and we look forward to hearing you call it. Guys, appreciate what you all do for our sport. It's really added something to it, uh, and I hope that the folks that have uh, been there supporting you guys continue to do that, and all the great tracks that you all show up at uh, for all of the great events continue uh, to give you guys what you need because what you all are doing for our sport has been long overdue and uh, certainly has added a great dimension over the last couple of years. Keep up the good work. All right, buddy. Thanks, Pete. You got it. All right, that was the track announcer, and uh, Rosecroft, Pete Medhurst, one of the best in the business, a guy that's been pretty influential, Mike, in our careers. And it's good to see him get a chance at, at some of these big horses, Mike, because Pete can really call a, a harness race. Yeah, for sure he can. And, uh, you know, like he said, he's been, st- you know, he stayed loyal to Rosecroft. And, you know, how how difficult as, as as an announcer any kind of job would that be to stay loyal to something like that you know what i mean you know you're up and you're down and you're up and you're down and you're not really sure you know how how things are going to go but he has stayed loyal to those guys um and he's done a fantastic job and you know what more power to him i'm glad that he gets to uh call this big race and he's uh he's also the voice of navy athletics i mean navy football navy baseball navy basketball lacrosse mike carter i mean you talk about a guy that gets swimming this guy can pretty much call anything anything and do a hell of a job at it for sure for sure he can all right let's get we we're running behind on nominations we had to get pete matters in and out of here so we kind of uh, broke our flow a little bit but he had uh, he's doing sports updates i believe uh in dc so we had to let him get going but nonetheless it's uh, time mike carter to announce more nominations for the 2018 post time with mike and mike awards race call and upset and uh mike which one did you have why don't you get us started my friend you, whichever one you want go ahead <laughs> 
Well, the next one I had lined up was the 2018 Sam McKee Race Call of the Year. This is a category that is very popular, um, has been very popular throughout the years. Roger Houston's won it. Steve Cross was last year's winner. Of course, Sam McKee was a winner in 2016. Mike, what's, what, what a – here are the 2018 Sam McKee Race Call of the Year nominees. Vance Cameron, the 2018 Gold Cup and Saucer. 2018 Gold Cup and Saucer Vance Cameron. Jim Baviglia has two races in the race call of the year, the 2018 Breeders' Crown for McWicked and the 2018 Breeders' Crown for Chartin. Uh, both very, uh, very good race calls. Darren, uh, Darren, I almost call them Darren Aces announcer because that's the screen I'm looking at. Darren Gagne, the announcer at Running Aces uh, for the first race on Night of Champions at Running Aces. Our man Gabe Pruitt for the 2018 Alaraj Open Trot with Homicide Hunter. Then you have the 2018 Battle of Lake Erie. Ayers Ratliff. So Jim Baviglia has got two. Darren Gagne uh, has one. Gabe Pruitt and Ayers Ratliff all nominated for the 2018 Race Call of the Year. And if you want to see them side by side, Mike, uh, these race calls, after we get off the air, I'm going to uh, try to put them on social media, try, try to get okay. them uh, back to back. Then that way people could, you know, kind of see them and go through them. And that would save people some work of having to go look for them on YouTube and, and their ADWs or whatever. So don't, don't worry, we'll get you covered on that. We'll uh, keep an eye on our social media pages, Facebook and Twitter, and maybe we can even put on our website too. How about the upset of the year, Mike? This is one of my favorite categories all the time because, uh, Hey, upsets are fantastic. All the great upsets that we have seen, not only in sports, the biggest upset, in my opinion, was when Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. But we've got our share of upsets here in the sport of harness racing, too. And we've got six great candidates uh, for the uh, 2018 Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards. And they are, how about Percy Blue Chip, the 2018 Breeders' Crown Upsetter, Dream Together, pulled off a big upset in the 2018 Steel Memorial Joie de Vie. Green-Eyed Lady, race one on October 24th at an overnight event at Rosecroft Raceway, returning $229.40 to win for a $2 win mutual. And, uh, Mike, I know you have that a couple times. Crisado <laughs> Della Noche in the Yonkers International Trot. We had a chance to broadcast live from the International Trot, and Crisado Della Noche came storming down the center to uh, pull off the upset there. Lily Stride, Mike, I had a chance to call this race 2018 Breeders' Crown. It was one of the best drives I have ever seen. Uh, and Tim Tietrich was actually four wide. I called the horse four wide, Mike. And then next thing I know, it's coming up the pylons. And I'm like, oh, crap, did I just <laughs> call this horse wrong? But I went back in the replay. She was actually three to four wide. And then a horse broke inside of her and Tietrich niftily steered her to the pylons, went up the passing lane and was able to uh, ambush Atlanta in the final strides uh, in the 2018 Breeders' Crown. And what's going on? A 32 to one score in the matron at Dover. I believe that was a matron elimination. So six upset of the year candidates, Percy Blue Chip, Dream Together, Green-Eyed Lady, Crisado Della Noche, Lily Stride, and what's going on. Once again, you'll be able to vote on our website immediately following the show, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. And believe me, we're going to send numerous and numerous and numerous reminders on Facebook and Twitter. You'll probably be sick of our Facebook and Twitter posts for the oh, next yeah. couple of weeks. 
because we're going to be pounding you on social media, reminding you to get those votes in. And uh, I'll tell you what, this is a great time of year. Congratulations to all the nominees. And as a matter of fact, we've got two more categories to go, Mike. We used to have a commercial break, but we still have two more categories to go. So the fun is not over, Mike. Yeah, it's not over at all. We've got two fantastic categories. It's the two biggest categories, uh, if you ask me, Mike, at Horsewoman of the Year and the USTA Innovator of the Year and Always Popular category as well. All right, let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll announce the nominees for those two particular categories, and we'll wrap things up on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the United States Trotting Association. Winback Farm of New York is proud to introduce Boston Red Rocks Courtly Choice at Mets Hall to the 2019 Stallion lineup. Boston Red Rocks, the two-year-old Colt Pacer of the Year in 2015 and a Breeders' Crown Champion. Courtly Choice of the 2018 Meadowlands Pace and Little Brown Jug winner at Mets Hall on the 2018 Simcoe Stakes and Drag Memorial and was the runner-up of the 2018 Hambletonian. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback Farm. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once in a lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8787. 82 extension 5555 Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. Post time, gates moving. They're off and it is on. Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn.
We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and uh, Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, and Mike, I tell you what, uh, I, I, had to, I, I think I had to throw my phone at Rich about 30 minutes ago and tell him just to hold it over there. The, the vibration against the table hasn't quit since the show started, and uh, I tell you what, it's it's been a lot of fun. We're constantly updating. Uh, thanks for all the comments. Uh, many people have asked when voting will begin. Voting will begin immediately following our show. Uh, we'll put a link uh, directly up on our website website. Uh, there is also uh, going to be a link um, to the actual poll itself. One vote one vote per person. Um, again, please make sure that uh, you're only voting once uh, throughout this uh, throughout this awards process. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's another popular year and uh, we're excited for it. Yeah, well, I mean, just good, good stuff here. And uh, yeah, you so, our social media is just like going through the roof. It's just like completely growing, growing up, blowing up, I should say. And uh, I agree with you about what you, what you typed to me on Facebook. I think maybe next year we should uh, – you know what? Listen, in a couple of years, we're going to have to hire our own director of social media. Listen, yeah, we, we're going to need to hire somebody because uh, I'll tell you, bouncing between <laughs> Facebook and Twitter, this is not this has not been an easy task because then you got to take the ads out and you got to retag everybody, and it, it's – been you know it's been fun but man i'll tell you what bouncing back and forth uh it's definitely not easy but we're having some fun all right well we've got two more categories to go uh before we get out of here to announce the uh, nominations the first one is the 2018 horsewoman of the year always one of the most popular categories and mike carter this one was probably our most jammed packed we probably had i would say over 20 nominees for uh, this category and uh, we had a tie at the end, so we did move it to a field of six. Uh, and uh, this is just one of the categories that has completely blown up. And it's great to see all the great horsewomen get, you know, all the respect and uh, there's great, great respect in this business. And uh, let's get it rolling. Nancy Johansson is the first one. The first nominee, she is the well-known daughter of Hall of Fame trainer. Jimmy Tactor, who currently trains numerous horses, including Kissin' in the Sand. Johansson is just under 200 career victories as a trainer and has made over $7.7 million in career earnings. Next one is Casey Coleman. She currently has the horse to beat in training right now with McWicked. Coleman has worked tirelessly throughout her career to put together the powerhouse stable that she has currently. Coleman statistically has averaged over 2,300 career wins with over 57 million in career earnings. She statistically has over 2,300 career wins with 57 million uh, plus in career earnings. Next nominee is Joanne Looney King. And how cool is this, Mike? Two of the leaders for Horse of the Year, both uh, under the tutelage of women for the most part, Casey Coleman and, of course, the King family with Jim and Joanne Looney King. Joanne Looney King is the high-profile trainer of Sharpton, who has dominated the open mare ranks since coming overseas. She's also the mother of Heather Vitale. King has uh, been known throughout the sport of harness racing for her super happy reactions in the winner's circle following seeing her horses score victories. Congratulations to Joanne Looney King. Moira Fanning, who is currently the COO of the Hamiltonian Society. Fanning assists with everything there is to work with when it comes to Grand Circuit events. She works tirelessly behind the scenes to ensure that things get done correctly and in a timely manner. Next is 
is your cohort, Mike Carter, Wendy Ross, who began working for the USDA in May of 2018, helping to spirit some of Harness Racing's mainstream media. She helped to produce and put together the first Harness Racing lip sync battle. Has also helped put on a Harness Racing carpool karaoke with Corey Callan. If you haven't seen that yet, check it out because I'll tell you what, it's pretty good stuff. She worked with Mark Weaver and Ron Burke to coordinate the Harness Racing Fan Zone Foiled Again Farewell Tour, Wendy Ross, and our final nominee, is Jessica Otten, somebody, Mike, that we know quite well, a Michigan native, and is currently enrolled at Mott Community College, majoring in business management. She helped make her presence felt in the sport of harness racing by providing behind-the-scenes access to the happenings at Northfield Downs. Otten is a pivotal part of our show, Post Time with Mike and Mike, and she has since moved on to the Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment, where she was recently hired. So congratulations to the six nominees in what was just a jam-packed field. I know our panel, this was the toughest category that they had to deal with because we had so many nominations, first of all, and all deserve to be here. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, we could only nail it down to six. But uh, there they are. Nancy Johansson, Joanne Looney King, Casey Coleman, Moira Fanning, Jessica Otten, and Wendy Ross. Mike? I'll tell you what, uh, what a powerhouse, uh, what a powerhouse uh, category uh, that was, and uh, I tell you, everybody very deserving. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at um, when we're taking these nominations, and the biggest thing is we want to highlight some of the people who don't get nominated or talked about on a regular basis, and uh, that category is uh, full of them, that's for sure. Yeah, no question about it. And like I said, that was our deepest category where we had over 20 nominees, uh, close to 25 for that. So congratulations to uh, all the people that made it and even the ones that were nominated and even the ones that weren't nominated, you know. We just really appreciate the the hard work that they do in promoting the sport of harness racing. Mike, we're on to the innovator of the year. And, Mike, this category wasn't with us year one. This was uh, one that uh, we kicked off last year. Yeah, it was an award we kicked off last year. It was won by Chris Gooden. And uh, I'll tell you, we have another uh, powerhouse uh, of nominees uh, this year for it as well. All right, so it's the 2018 Innovator of the Year. Mike, I know, you're, I know you are busy on social media. Do you want me to handle this, or you want to go ahead? No, go ahead. We, we, we're dealing with a couple of other things, so go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> Believe me, this is one of those shows where Mike Carter is like doing 20 different things at one time. So here we go. 2018 Innovator of the Year, a great, great lineup led by Ryan Clements, who received numerous nominations throughout the process for his creation of the often-pacing mobile app and catch driver. Since their inception, Clements and his team have worked tirelessly at making sure they continue to expand the development of their game. It has helped create new fans of the sport of harness racing in a lot of different countries. Ryan Clements, Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Now it's Harris Hoosier Park. Presented the 2017 Breeders' Crowded, and their nomination was applauded for their HD race feed. Hoosier Park is very friendly, very cognizant of customer service when it comes to track marketing promotions. They do plenty for on-track patrons. Uh, so uh, congratulations for their nominations or multiple nominations. Ken Turpening, who started Harness Racing Replays in early 2018, which features some of the sports stars. He posts replays on a daily basis, featuring a race of the day from tracks around North America. Ashley Tietrich, the wife of story driver Tim Tietrich, but she has stamped herself as a prominent member of the harness racing industry and community. Ashley works tirelessly to help with standard aftercare and ensures she does what she can to help positively improve 
the sport of harness racing. Rod Allens, who is the co-host of North American Harness Update, which premieres every Friday night at 9 p.m. Allens positively promotes the sport by trying to help new gamblers and handicappers by showing them new angles to wager from. Allens helped to spearhead Nahu Picks, a service that provides nightly selections to some of North America's top racetracks. And uh, Rod also... And uh, this wasn't in the bio, but actually put a camera on a live harness race uh, as you could watch from a driver's point of view. And that was actually during a live race. It wasn't taped. It was live. That was kind of the cool thing about that. And Tim Harless. Tim has been a speed super at Dark County Fair for many years. He was the originator of the Ohio Lady Pace. He got the Gene Regal and uh, Armahurst races started with 25,000 plus purses at county fair level. For each race, they uh, give away glasses, special glasses to fans on Regal Night. Tim is constantly trying to improve the races at Dark County Fair. They host the partial races. Tim also took a spin on the Ohio Lady Pace and made it the Annie Oakley Shootout with the top eight ladies race in and the purse of $3,000. Tim is trying to get a level B Grand Circuit race. If you have good races, people will come. According to Tim, uh, he talked Berkson to bring a foil to get into the Dark County Fair. And Tim spends hours upon hours getting races and higher purses for Dark County Fair. Tim's doings made it possible for the Dark County Fair to be the Blue Ribbon Fair of 2018. Congratulations to our USTA Innovator of the Year nominees, Ryan Clements, Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, Ken Turpening, Ashley Tietrich, Rod Allens, and Tim Harless. Ooh. What a show. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, we do have a correction to make, I guess. So and Chris Ken, Gooden. Chris Gooden. Chris Gooden. Chris Gooden. You Chris didn't Gooden. include him. Way to go. Chris Way Gooden. to go. You didn't include him, but that's not the correction. I guess that uh, Ken Terpenning reached out to me. I guess he thinks that he might have called the first race on Night of Champions Night at Running Aces. So it is the first Night of Champions race call i went back and looked at the nomination just to make sure so i have to find out exactly what race it is but uh, we'll figure that out uh, here shortly okay well so we'll have to take a look at that um we'll have it, we'll have it figured out within the, within the next 20 10 to 15 minutes it won't take very yeah. long but also chris gooden was uh nominated i'm sorry i missed that mike chris gooden was yeah, also a nominee before the yeah, well, like I said, he's got he's got enough awards. He probably don't even have room in his house. But anyway, yeah. he's the uh, 2000. Chris Gooden is de- defending champ 2017 post time of the Mike and Mike USDA Innovator of the Year. Chris's fantastic photo shower Facebook and Twitter's promotion of the Meadow of the Meadows Racetrack and Casino is of the highest regard. Gooden prides himself on taking different shots from many angles to ensure the best photo. Of course, his funny shots with Aaron Merriman are consistently a hit throughout social media. So congratulations to. The seven finalists for the 2018 USTA Innovator of the Year. Once again, as soon as we go off the air, as soon as our voices are silent, well, don't you'll say be that. able Just to vote. Remember that, that correct. <laughs> Got to make the correction first. Right, right. So, so well, we'll give give us a few minutes. Just after you hear us, be quiet and give us a few minutes, and then go on to post time with mikeandmike.com, or better yet, follow us on social media. We'll let you know when you can vote. How about that? That sounds good to me. All right. It is the second race at Running Aces, so we we at least we got it figured out. It's race two. Okay, so it's the second race at Running Aces. All right. Okay. All right. Are we good? I think I think we're good. I, I just got to edit the uh, you know, just got to edit the question here, and we'll be good to go. 
All right, fantastic. Well, listen, we appreciate everybody that has taken the time to make nominations for the Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards. We definitely congratulate all the nominees. We congratulate uh, even if you didn't you know, uh, get nominated to the actual final grouping of the awards. We certainly appreciate your nomination. We, it's just like I say, this, these awards show, Mike, this award show is our way of saying thank you to the harness racing community for all the work that everybody has done in positively promoting the sport of harness racing, because Mike, it certainly couldn't be done without the help of all these people. And and, and it's cool because they all promote the sport in in different ways, whether it be online, whether it be through racing horses, whether it be being a race fan, regardless. And we are super appreciative of everybody that works so hard to make the sport go around, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we certainly appreciate uh, all the support that we get. Uh, you know, we, we've taken on the uh, task of making sure that we positively promote the sport of harness racing. And uh, you know what? It, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy uh, every aspect of it, Mike. And uh, you know what? I can't wait. Three weeks from now, the post time with Mike and Mike Award Show, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Fantastic. So anyway, get to voting, guys. And uh we certainly appreciate everybody joining. A special thanks to our guests, Aaron Merriman, Andrew Harris, and Pete Medhurst. Make sure you check out the Hat Pants in Progress Pace tonight at Dover. Make sure you check out the Potomac Pace coming up on Sunday at Rosecroft and all the great racing coming up in between. On behalf of everybody here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, this is Mike Bozich. We'll see you next Thursday with the first post of 10.30 a.m. Good night, everybody. Can't stay here I know